Hello and welcome to the Final Corner Podcast. In this week's show we're going to be talking about the Russian Grand Prix from Sochi this past weekend and we'll also be taking a look back at the British Touring Car Championship from Fruxton and from this weekend's races. Um, we'll start off looking at the Formula 1. Um, there was no really any big news in the past few weeks. Um, all the news and the big stories were... The, uh, the previous rounds where also Vettel announced he was signing. Um, there was no news on Sergio Perez where he'll end up uh, this weekend. Still a lot of rumours and discussions in the paddock about him probably end up at Haas or potentially Alfa Romeo. Uh, Haas seemed like the likeliest place for him to end up. But uh, no news on that this weekend. Um, Toto Wolf was again talking about his future. But again, nothing concrete coming there. Um, certainly talking about taking a step back or taking a step to the side within Mercedes. Um, still, again, no news on Lewis Hamilton's contract. He's still not signed. Um, again, rumours around that he's not sure about Mercedes' commitment going forward. Uh, there's constant rumours about Daymore possibly looking to move their F1 team. Um, that's... It's kind of been refuted in the past few weeks, but again, it's still kind of hanging over there. And when anyone speaks about Hamilton's contract, it seems to keep coming up that he's not 100% sure of where, where the team will end up. Um, he'll sign. He'll sign. Um, he's not going to leave on our World Championship next year on the table. Um, but after that, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the length of contract he signs, whether it's going to be a, another three or four years, or if he'll just sign a, a two to take him into the new cars in 2022. But going into qualifying, uh, Q1, no big surprises. Um, George Russell managed to make it through to Q2 for the first time in a few weekends. Um, the big note on that was that he was 1.1 seconds quicker than Latifi, uh, his teammate. Massive gap, and it shows how well Russell's been doing to get the pace out of that car, which uh, Latifi can't do. I'm, 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 I'm holding back a little bit and criticising Latifi. You know, it's his first year in F1, and he's um, he's in a, the worst car in the grid, essentially, or at least one of one of two, I would say, at the back who, who can't qualify well and don't race particularly well. So that was that was really the only story from Q1. Uh, Q2 got a hell of a lot more exciting, though. Uh, Lewis Hamilton had his first lap deleted. Um, Daniel Ricciardo had a brilliant lap. There's a few good, surprising laps at the top end of the timesheets. Uh, but Hamilton got his deleted for running wide at the final corner. Which you wouldn't think would be an issue. He'd just go into pits, get another lap. Um, he actually wanted to do another lap on the same set of tyres. But the his medium tyres. But the team decided to send him out on a new set of medium tyres. And just as he was about to complete his lap, uh, Spashing Vettel spun at turn four. Uh, bringing out the red flag. Uh, pretty decent impact with the barrier. Uh, so quite a bit of damage to his car. He helped clean up the mess though. He went and picked up his front wing that was lying on the track and cleared it up. Um, but uh, a mistake by Vettel. He seemed to clip the sausage covering inside which just sent the car around. Um, he was complaining that he almost lost it in turn 3 previously and um, just coming through the fast left-hander. Um, so that's pretty disappointing for him. So he, he was out. Um, Leclerc was almost out as well. He was following Vettel and just about collected him as he spun back over on his track. So that was a close call. But 
that crash brought the red flag. A lot of people had to abandon the laps, including Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, there was a bit, was sort of two minutes remaining in the session. So it was going to be a bit of a mad dash for people to get round and get their, their laps in. Um, Hamilton just makes it over the line by a second to start his lap. It was about 1.2 seconds, I think, they said that he just made it over the line to start his lap. Um, he was held up coming out of the pit lane. Uh, the Alpha Tauris seemed to take an age to actually move out of the pit lane. So it was interesting to see if they were trying to back the pack up and try and keep people like Hamilton from setting a lap and get themselves into Q3. Um, I'm not sure that's particularly legal, but it seemed like they were trying to delay. Uh, if they weren't trying to delay, there was clearly a bit of a mistake. But everyone managed to make it round. Everyone got through that you would really expect to get through. Leclerc just missing out on P11. Um, the big story out of that, though, was Hamilton. Um, had to set his lap on the soft tyre, which also compromised him in the race. The soft tyre wasn't expected to last very long in the race. Um, I was a bit confused about that myself. Um, surely Mercedes would have had the pace to go through on a... A set of medium tyres. I know Hamilton has used his two set of mediums, but surely doing a lap on a set of medium tyres, which had done a warm up lap and three quarters of a fast lap, would have still been a better option and would have still had enough life in them to get him through to Q3. Because ultimately, getting through to Q3, but it was compromising strategy. Uh, to me, to me, he should have probably done it on a I've used a set of mediums that done one lap, get through, and well, less grip in the race, at least he's starting on the tyre, which can go that much further in the race. Um, that seemed a bit of a strange call for me, to, but I'm guessing Mercedes didn't want the risk of Hamilton not being able to get through at Q3, um, and just took that gamble that they, they could make the soft tyre work. And at Q3, though, um, Again, as you'd expect, Lewis Hamilton takes pole. Absolute massive gap. Uh, again, back to Bottas. Bottas couldn't come anywhere near him. He qualified P3 and Max Verstappen pulled out a mega lap and got P2. Although he's benefited from a toe from another car. I think it may have been Bottas. He actually benefited from a toe. Um, Ricardo uh, was top of the session in Q2. And he was looking pretty good for a, a potentially P4. But he just got picked by Perez, who took the fourth position. So Ricardo started P5, um, which was a great result for them. The Reynolds looked quick all weekend again. They seem to have made another step forward. Um, so they're consistently in the middle of the points uh, for the past four races now. Um, but you'll have teams like McLaren worried uh, that Reynolds seem to have got, got a bit of a grip on that car now. Again, Hamilton on pole uh, with Verstappen and then Bottas behind. Um, Hamilton compromised though in the soft tyres, so given the long run down in the turn one and uh, the tyre choices, Bottas and Verstappen certainly had an advantage over Hamilton in the strategy. However, going into the race, um, we had a more another farcical situation, in my opinion, um, where going to the grid, everyone's doing the practice starts, Hamilton doesn't like his or didn't decide not to do his from the designated area. The race director had uh, sent out in his race notes that practice starts were only to be done in a set area to the right of the lights as you're exiting the pit lane. Hamilton 
either didn't like his start or didn't didn't even do it and drove down the pit lane, asked his team if he could park at the side of the pit lane and do another practice start, which he did. Um, he was kept himself out of the way of everyone else. The cars behind went round them, and then he did his practice start at the end of the pit lane. So he was under investigation coming into the race. Um, another change on the grid was Alex Albon, who qualified 10th, uh, another massive gap behind him and for Stappen yet again. Um, he had to start P15 after changing his gearbox. So going into the start of the race, it was Albon shoved back down the grid and Hamilton with a cloud hanging over him of that potential investigation. Great start from Bottas. Um, gets past Verstappen pretty much instantly. Um, gets alongside Lewis Hamilton. Looks like he's about to take the lead of his teammate, but runs a bit deep into turn two. Um, goes over the curbs, and I believe he had to take the extra chicane. Um, on the exit of turn two, the the race directors and the race track had set up a, a little chicane off the track. Um, far to the left next to the barrier whereas if you ran wide at turn 2 you had to go through that chicane um, again the ruling on this was, was so so strict that they'd set a second sausage curb up basically about half a metre, a metre over the edge of the uh, the existing curb so it was, as soon as anyone ran a little bit wide they had to suddenly veer left off the track massively to go through this stupid little polystyrene chicane um, I can understand the ruling if someone runs really deep and it stops them coming on at the track at a really bad angle. But when guys are just running slightly wide, it seemed a bit farcical that they were forcing cars to go over to the left. Um, and if you didn't, then we're giving it five second penalties in the race, which again seems seems farcical. And it ended up in a massive crash right at the start. Um, Signs and a couple of other cars run wide at turn two. They have to take the, the extra chicane. Um, Signs makes a massive mess of it. Carries far too much speed. Tries to go through it at an acute angle, a terrible angle. Smashes straight into the wall. Um, spins across the track. Severely compromises his teammate, who I think even touched on the run into turn two. Um, so yeah, Norris ran over a lot of debris and was reporting problems with the steering the rest of his race. Um, but Sainz was out. A couple of other cars had to take evasive action and take to that chicane. And then going in through to turn four, um, Charles Leclerc caught the back right wheel of uh, Lance Stroll and sent him into the wall. So in turn four, you had lost Sainz and Stroll. I was a bit surprised that Leclerc didn't get a penalty for that on um, on Stroll. Stroll had left a lot of room. Um, he kept his car pretty wide going in and kept his car to the left of the track. And it was sort of a similar one to you know, Hamilton and Albon or even, I think, Raikkonen and Hamilton a few years ago. Where it just seemed, Leclerc just seemed to drift a bit into the, the side of Stroll, sent Stroll on the wall. Usually that's a penalty. First lap or not, usually you see that given as a penalty, but it seemed to get away without even an investigation being noted. So that was a bit of a surprise. So Charles Leclerc got away with that one. Lance Stroll was out. Um, that immediately brought out the safety car, though, with two the cars on track. So Albon, Russell, and Norris all immediately pit and put on the hard tyre. So they're going to try and go the whole race with the hard tyre, it looks like. Um, 
both the Haas cars have got a brilliant start, uh, keeping their noses clean through all the chaos, and they've got themselves up into the points. Uh, some players are not normally end up this year. And then under the safety car, um, Hamilton gets two five-second penalties, so a ten-second penalty for the practice start violations, which to me watching the race seemed harsh and ultimately killed the race um, up front. Um, it was it was going to be quite interesting to see how Hamilton could do on the soft tire. Could he extend it long enough to mitigate what Bottas and Verstappen could do on a medium tire? It was going to be an interesting tactical battle, and then the stewards handed a penalty like this, which just seemed harsh. They also hand them two penalty points, which puts them within two of a race ban, uh, which seemed incredibly harsh. But that was rescinded after the race, after they found out that the team had been told Hamilton on the team radio that, that he could do the practice starts at the end of the pit lane. Um, to me, the stewards are there to give penalties and to ensure that people race safely and fairly. Um, so they should be issuing penalties where there's been dangerous driving which has endangered either the driver who's doing it or another driver or someone's broken the rules or done something that's unfair that gives them a sporting advantage. To me, Hamilton didn't do anything that was unsafe and you could argue well, he's made other cars slow down coming out the pit entry and take uh, cognizance of them. But again, I didn't think that was particularly dangerous and I can't really see how he's gained a sporting advantage um, unfairly. He's done a he's practice start. Um, it's probably helped, it's apparently helped him um, get his electronics synced properly, but if he had done his practice start properly the first time, he'd have done that. Um, certainly that's what was shown on TV that he did the start at the end of the pit lane. If there was a second incident around the lap or anything, I haven't seen that. But to me, it's a 10-second penalty seems extremely harsh, especially when added to two points initially. To me, the stewards would be there to do those two, two things that I said. This was neither. And by giving Hamilton that penalty, they've took him out of contention. They've allowed Bottas in the faster car than Red Bull, just to drive in the distance. Verstappen has no match for him. Um, it would have been interesting because when Hamilton came out of the pits after he stopped, he was about 10 seconds behind um, facts for stopping, so that would have been a close battle. That would have been interesting to see um, if Hamilton could have got past them and kept P two, or if uh, Verstappen could have fought him off. But the stewards took that decision. Ultimately, ruined the race. And I think they need to keep in mind that it's a, sh- a show as well. Um, I know that there's been accusations in the previous weeks of them manipulating red flags and the like to try and make it a bit more exciting for the viewers. I think in this case, then they have to take in the, that into consideration. I mean, giving them a talent, a 10 second penalty kills the race. Didn't do anything too overly dangerous. Didn't get an advantage. I'm not. On, I'm not on board with that penalty. I can understand a five second penalty. Ten seconds is extreme, and especially initially giving them points extreme. So that's my my first little rant on the stewards on this weekend. Um, I think some of the ruins overall were a bit. But strange, a bit extreme, um, definitely not needed. But with a great battle at the back between Albon, Norris and Russell, um, those three were scrapping out all three on the hard tyres uh, with a good, a nice move where Norris took the lead of the pack uh, going into the final corner. Um, but that gave Russell and Albon DRS 
and George Russell went flying past, Albon went flying past. Uh, it was great to see a Williams overtake someone. Uh, we haven't seen that that often, so that was that was nice to see. Uh, but ultimately, Russell was a big loser in that battle. He ma- he made a big walk up, I think, when it was turn thirteen, and uh, ruined his hard tires, which forced him to make another pit stop. Um, I think he went on the mediums at this point. Um, he also then, which dropped him miles back at the rear. Um, he also then later in the race, I think, not a lap, decided to pit again for the mediums to try and set fastest lap, uh, which he wasn't able to do. But I mean, he finished uh, behind his teammate, not often that happens. Uh, he was finished dead last, minus the two that fell out. So it was a bit of a shame because it looked like a decent little race. Um, Albon went on to pull off some good moves, good moves on Giovinazzi, uh, getting his way through the field. Um, he also made the second pit stop. Um, he, I think he went on for mediums. Uh, Ricardo, not Ricardo, sorry. Uh, Norris didn't pit a second time. And once Albon caught up with him, he just swallowed him up. Um, and then Norris locked up, I think, again at turn 13. And uh, ruined his tyres. Um, he was already at the points by the time Albon got past him. So he dropped back, dropped out the points, put on a new set of tyres. Uh, and then didn't really do anything after that, to be honest. Daniel Ricciardo um, fell behind Ocon at the start of the race. Uh, both of them then got stuck behind Sebastian Vettel, who was running along. Um, him running along allowed Leclerc to get up the order. Uh, and get a nice little gap on his new tyres and held up both Renaults. Ocon couldn't get past Vettel, so Ricardo uh, ordered Ocon to let Ricardo pass so he can have a go. Um, Ocon pulled to the right going into turn two, parked his car a little bit on the apex, not great, and then um, Ricardo made a mistake trying to get past him, walked up, went wide at turn two, didn't take the chicane, which I don't think he should have needed to given the situation, but he was given a five-second penalty. Um, he managed to, and I actually said in the radio, I'll just drive quicker. I'll get rid of that penalty, and he did. Um, he managed to pull out a gap on Leclerc, and uh, managed to secure himself fifth place ahead of the Ferrari. Uh, so it was a good race for him. Uh, Perez uh, qualified fourth, managed to finish fourth. It was a relatively quiet race, to be honest, for him. Um, he was... He had about a 20 second gap over Ricardo, and again, he's maybe 10 seconds behind Hamilton after these dramas. So, it was another good race for him, strong performance. Just highlights how good a driver he is. Um, he had qualified his teammate, uh, Stroll couldn't get a second lap in in Q2, he had a problem, and then also crashed out in the turn four on the first lap. But again, another strong performance, but outclassed out his teammate again. You could say, um, I would say, as well. Um, I think I think he's a better driver than Stroll. I think it's a shame that he's kicked out of that team. Um, and I really hope he gets another drive. Uh, Grosjean, <laughs> played with another bit of entertainment. Um, there was a bit of... It turned into a pretty dull race, as you'd expect for Sochi, although it was slightly more exciting than normal Sochi races. Um, Vettel was overtaking Grosjean, going into turn two. Uh, Grosjean tried to hang it around outside, both touched, which pushed Grosjean over the sausage guards, which meant he had to take the chicane. Uh, given where he was, around the corner though, uh, he couldn't make the chicane and just went flying straight through the, the polystyrene bollards. 
um, which immediately cut to Gunther Steiner on the pit wall, just shaking his head. But the thing is, if if he hadn't done that, if he hadn't tried to take it and went through the bollards, the stewards of the game were penalty. So it was a it just showed how stupid the rulings were this weekend. That if he hadn't done that, he would have got a penalty, and he was actually under investigation for smashing through the bollards. Um, thankfully, they didn't give him anything, but. Um, Smash with bars that brought out a VSC briefly, um, which uh, Gasly I think tried to put under. Uh, he pitted out of the points from I think P eight, um, but uh, he managed to fight his way back through in P nine after the race and went for the fastest lap. Um, just lost out a few tenths to Bottas. So the race result was Bottas uh, won pretty comfortably. He was about 8 seconds ahead of Verstappen and then Verstappen never, never challenged him. Uh, Red Bull didn't have the pace. Hamilton, uh, I think, was running about 8 seconds behind at one point uh, of Verstappen and then just fell back. Just, I think just realised he wasn't going to catch him, just brought the car home. And P3, Ocon, uh, managed to get himself P7. He's not in the pace, Ricardo. Uh, in qualifying all the race um, he managed to get ahead at the start but I had to let him back through uh, I think he's he's kind of disappointed me since he came back to Renault um, he looked really racy when he was in racing point forcing there uh, he looked competitive there and he's not doing badly by any means but he's not matching up to Ricardo. Um, and he, uh, hopefully going into the next year um, he, he'll have got the, the, the fuel back and the experience back and adapted to that car that he'll, he'll be performing a bit, bit stronger throughout the full weekend. Danny Fiat in his home race managed to get P8. Uh, as I said before, I think he's actually driving pretty well this year. Uh, he's had bad luck and also just been outshadowed by Gasly. But finished ahead of Gasly here. Another good race, good points. Double points finish again for Alpha Tauri. I think it's a good car, that. It's always hanging around the lower end of the points. Um, they always seem to go for the, the hardest tyre once they qualify outside the top 10 and try and push it out into the race and take advantage of that. And they seem to do that well, uh, pretty regularly, certainly over the last few races. Um, and Alex Albon managed to get himself back up into P10. But, again, podium last time out, you'd think that would be a stepping stone for Albon. It miles off the pace of Verstappen and qualifying some decent overtaking in the race, but he's in a car that finished P2 and Verstappen's hand, so you'd expect him to come through. Uh, come through, and I'm again not overly impressed with Albon. Um, Red Bull say they're going to keep him. I'm not surprised that they're going to keep him. Uh, I don't think they have too much faith in Gasly or Kvyat. Um, I think it, you could argue it's maybe a bit harsh to drop him already, and uh, if it was another team. I wouldn't be saying it, uh, but given Red Bull's track record of dropping drivers over the last five years, um, you'd expect someone with this these sort of performances to, to be under a bit of pressure. But Red Bull say publicly he's not under any pressure. The only pressure is from the media. They're quite happy. They want to they want to help him along, and that's fair enough. I mean, he's still a young driver. He can still improve. Uh, no one's ever going to be a number one driver against Verstappen and that team settling up next few years. So. Number two driver, um, get himself up into. He needs to qualify fourth every week. 
realistically, he needs to qualify fourth and finish at least fourth every week to be a success at Red Bull. And really support for Stappen. Um, I don't think they could have done anything with the strategy in this race to really push Mercedes. Mercedes just had the upper hand and the two-stop. It got Albon back to P10, but ultimately, I don't think it would have really challenged Bottas in the lead. Um, but in other races, they need Albon up there so that they can play the strategy game against Mercedes and really push them. But he outscored Nonis, so... The championship kind of looks like, well, looks like this now. Hamilton 205, Bottas 161, Verstappen 128. So a couple of DNS for Verstappen the past few weeks has dropped him quite a way back into third. Uh, it looked like he was going to rush away with second from Bottas, but that's turned now due to his bad luck. Norris still on the P4, but as I said, Albon got a point, pulled himself a point closer. He's on 64. Ricardo's, despite not getting a podium this year, is sitting in 63. Shows how consistent he's been and picking up points and how good that Renault is now working. Now, Clerc sitting 7.57. Equal with Stroll on 57. Perez 56. Perez also missed two races and now is only a point behind Stroll. Stroll's had to crash here. It wasn't his fault. Other bits of bad luck, etc, etc. Crashed it the last time out at Mugello, which wasn't his fault again. But, you know, Perez has pulled it back despite missing two races. Uh, Sainz still outside the top 10 and on 41 points and then Ocon on 36. So he's got just under half the points his teammate. Doesn't look good. So he needs to pull that together going into next year when he's he's going to be playing second fiddle to Alonso and he needs to start he needs to really start putting his mark down in that team and trying to build something around him and that team. Um, the Constructors Championship is starting to get real interesting in the midfield. McLaren still got third on 106. Racing point uh, is up to 104. It was a non-scoring weekend for McLaren. Um, so racing point, Renault, even Ferrari have managed to pull in a bit. So the gap now, McLaren 106, racing point 104, Renault 99. So there's only seven points there between the midfield teams. Everyone's trying to fight for P3, get that extra prize money. Um, Ferrari on 74, Alfa Tari on 59. And then you've got the back... Alpha on four. Haas on one and William's still without a point. Um, other news coming out the weekend. Uh, well, there's some big crashes in F2, which were quite spectacular going into turn three. Uh, I think it was Kyoto um, that crashed through into turn three. Two cars under the barrier, one on caught fire. Uh, but the news really F2 is that at the Nürburgring, the next race um, in a week and a half's time, uh, we're going to have um, Mick Schumacher and I believe uh, Calm Iowa will be driving in free practice. Um, I think Iowa is going to be in the Haas and uh, Schumacher is going to be in the Alfa Romeo. Um, also, Robert Schwartzman, Schwartzman has been confirmed to going to take part in Abu Dhabi at the last race of the season. Um, so it's good to see those guys getting a chance. Um, certainly, I believe that Schumacher will probably be in the Alfa Romeo next year. Here alongside Kimi Raikkonen or alongside someone like Perez or Hulkenberg. Um, I think Giovinazzi has driven reasonably well um, this year. But I, th- I think Ferrari will be keen to get Schumacher in there. Um, 
and I'm keen to get either him or Schwartzman. I think it'll be Schumacher really that'll get they'll get that alpha seat. So that'll do it for Formula One. We'll then take a look at the BTCC. Um, we weren't able to cover Fruxton last week, unfortunately. Um, but it was a great weekend of racing there. I really enjoyed that track. Um, some of the support races were epic. Uh, some of the minis that were going four wide for <laughs> of the track. It was just brilliant to see. Uh, there wasn't too much racing at the front in the touring car races. Um, race 1, uh, Tom Ingram won. Um, he took the lead. Of from Dan Camish who got pole in the race one and managed to take the win and uh, held Camish off the full race. Same race two, uh, Ingram from pole this time managed to keep Camish behind the full race and uh, no big no big dramas there. Um, they seem to carry the weight very well and they two us consistently the past few weeks they've been they've been really impressive um, and just we've got the car really quick now and can carry the weight. Um, no wins though for Honda at their home track, they are a bit disappointed with that. Um, Matt Neal managed to get P3 in race 2, which uh, continues his streak of point, uh, podium finishes at the track. Race 3, um, Josh Cook managed to get his first win in the season. He obviously lost his previous one uh, due to right height, right height violations, so he's uh, that was good for him to finally get a win. Uh, it's been a tough season for him. Um, and Colin Turkington had a horrible weekend. He had an electrical misfire in uh, race one, which um, set him back. It put him out of the running in race one, set him back. Um, he managed to fight his way up to eighth in race three, um, but it really swung the championship towards Sutton, and it brought people like Ingram back into the fight, who, who were falling back, um, and it really tightened things up coming into Silverstone this past weekend. Um the only other news from Fruxton was that Andy Neat was disqualified from all three races due to an incident with, I think, Carl Bordley in, in race one, uh, but he was judged to have hit Bordley deliberately. Um, to be honest, I've only seen it once. I've tried to find the clip again, and I can't I can't get it anywhere uh, today. Um, but he, he was disqualified um, from, from all, all the races. And he'll be mentioned a bit later uh, when we're talking about Silverstone. So... Coming into Silverstone, uh, championship had closed all the way up. Um, it was expected to be a strong weekend again for the both the Hondas and the tour of Ingram. Um, it, was, it was expected he'd go really well here. And it looked like that through qualifying. Uh, Dan Camish got pole. Tom Ingram was second. Uh, Butcher managed to get third and Tuckerton get fourth. Sutton hasn't always been the strongest in qualifying this year, um, and he managed 7th, well, and another Infinity, Aidan Moffat managed to get 15th. Um, so coming into race 1, Dan Camish off the line, uh, gets off the line reasonably well, but runs really wide through cops, miles off the track, track limits here, was an issue all weekend and all races, and uh, not just the touring car races. Um, so he ran really, really wide. Uh, and Ingram fought him all the way through through Brooklands. Um, Turkington got a good start, got up into third, but Butcher retook that pretty quickly. And Matt Neal dropped all the way back down to tenth. Um, Michael Crease spins into the gravel uh, after contact with Gornal at the start, which brings out the safety car. Um, I think it was at the edge of Maggots. He had to, he was in the gravel, couldn't get out, which brought out the safety car. Ingram 
how Everton was racing cameras right to the boards, right to the line. And he initially took the lead on the time screen by like milliseconds. He seemed to have just pipped him. But um, he was ordered to give that place back to Camish under the safety car um, because the camera on the line had Camish millimetres in front. So there was a bit of dispute between the camera and the timing line uh, and they went with the camera. So Camish got the lead uh, given back to him um, on the safety car. Jack Goff was in the pits. He's had a horrible season. He had to retire again from issues. Um, Tom Oliphant. Uh, off the off the run through cops at the restart, he breaks his suspension, um, and Sutton moves all the way through up to fifth, right behind Turkington. Then Jade Edwards, who was making a turn car debut this weekend in the Vauxhall, uh, she was pulling off some nice moves. She was she got a nice move on Andy Neat, who on the very next lap going into Beckett's decided to punt her off the track. Um, we only I only seen one on board from Edwards' car, so I'm not going to say it was deliberate again, but he was judged last week to do something deliberate similar. Uh, if it wasn't deliberate, it was certainly, it looked clumsy. Um, it seemed that Edwards had left quite a bit of room, and Neat just bumped her off the track, um, which wasn't the first only incident he was involved this weekend, um, as we'll talk about, but that was a bit of a shame for her, because she was driving well, she was on the pace of that, that pack at the lower end of the grid. Uh, and was racing quite well. Dan Cameron so takes a much needed win. Um, he need he will need that win to start pulling him into the championship. Uh, Ingram with a strong P two. Um, again, yeah, his car going brilliantly again. Um, Butcher was third, tucking in fourth, Sutton fifth. Bordley managed to nick uh, twelfth place off the line of all Jackson by point oh one seven for a second to give him P twelve. Uh, it looked epic coming around that, that final corner out of Luffield. Um The car's side by side there. Guys taking different lines through through Luffield and managed to get on the power earlier, nip underneath. It was, it was great. So he managed to take 12th. And, and then Chilton, who's been up and down all year, really. Um, not really consistent at all. Uh, he has a pretty poor race, but managed to hold on to P15. So, going into race two, uh, Sutton managed to take Turkington at the start and get ahead of him, uh, but has a massive walk-up going through Maggots into Beckett's, flat-spots his front-left tyre and wipes out Rory Butcher, which is a was a massive shame. And uh, F1 stewards, this is what you're here for. People bumping each other off. Uh, this is what you might give a penalty for. Not guys running a little bit wide or... Oh no, you've took the pit your pit start in the wrong place. It's just no. I'm 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 not having that. This is what is it stewards there for. And BTCC they normally don't bother. They'll, they'll let things go. Um but and I don't think Sutton got a penalty for this at all. Um it was a genuine mistake. He walked up, uh, ruined his tire, ruined his own race, uh, but unfortunately Rory Butcher taken off. Uh, Butcher's had a bit of bad luck this year. Every time he seems to be gaining a lot about going in the championship, immediately after something terrible happens and wipes him out, um, which is a shame because I think he's driven well, and that's a that's a bit of, a bit of shame again to see him having struggle. Adam Morgan managed to up to fourth. Turkington gets himself into third. Uh, Sutton just dropping back through the field with that problem with his tyre. Um, and I think he might have even picked up a bit of front-end damage. 
Uh, he's down to 10 for already, a few laps in. Fights with his teammate Moffat uh, for a few laps, eventually gets passed. Moffat's going brilliantly well in this race, um, one of his strongest drives of the season. Um, he managed to pull off a pretty spectacular move from the cops on both Hill and Cook in one go. Um, I think Cook took the place back pretty quickly, but uh, that battle continues over the next few laps and Moffat managed to get himself ahead. Um, puncture for Sutton, uh, a bit of karma, Murray Butcher will be thinking after that. It's his front left tyre that he locked up into turn well, into maggots and beckets. Um, so he 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 thought he said after the race he thought that tyre would go, but there was no point in stopping. Um, so he gets a puncture and drops him on the way back. And then Ingram from the lead uh, gets a puncture as well, front left. Um, I don't think he really confirmed what that was uh, what that was caused by, whether it was debris or wear, but it dropped him right back down the order. Again, he was an hard driver. It looked like he was calling away, uh, pulling ground in the championship. Handles the weight really well, really quick at most tracks. Uh, and then he has a horrible bit of bad luck, which gives Turkington the lead. Uh, he inherits the lead um, and managed to hold, hold on to it. Uh, Dan Camish was his, his closest challenger, but um, he, he really couldn't close in too much. Adam Morgan manages to get a P3 for him, podium place, another good drive from him. Uh, he kept his nose clean. Matt Neal managed to fight his way up into fourth, and then the star of the race really was Tom Oliphant, who was at the back of the grid, managed to get himself up into P9, which is uh, great going around here. Uh, I do like this short circuit, uh, but I'd love to see them do the big track at one point. I think that'd be epic, seeing them come on the hangar straight, um, and that fast right hand at the end, I'd love to see that. But this is a nice little track, um, especially going through the final corner. Uh, Brooklyn's in the off-field <laughs> seeing cars side by side taking different lines there, it's brilliant um, Josh Cook managed to own at 7 for Ollie Jackson 8th and Ollie Jackson is on pole for race 3 he um, he got the pole position in the reverse grid draw um, he's, he was looking for his first win and he managed to take the lead through turn 2 um, a bit of rubbing at the back of the pack you know uh, Ingram manages to go off uh, on lap one. Uh, he had contact, I think, with Onzo Cole going through all of it, where Brooklyn's in the off-field. Uh, I think they were three wide. Uh, Ingram was on the outside going through Brooklyn's and uh, he was running over the curbs and uh, nudged across the front of Onzo Cole and then he's out. Um, contrast that with Sutton, who starts at the back as well. He kept his nose clean, made sure most of his moves were relatively clean and got himself through the pack. Um, I think Tom maybe needed a bit more patience. Uh, if you're going for a title, uh, Turkington's proven that while you can be aggressive, you really just need to get your nose clean and get through races and get points on the board. Uh, and that's, I think he was just a bit disappointed with that, uh, Tom. Uh, Maybe they probably could have held off in our corner and he would have still he'd have still probably got one going into cops and then probably a second going into Mags and Beckett's. Uh, if not at the same corner in the next lap. Um Andy Neat, we'll talk about him again. Um Jade Edwards, who he was feeding with all day, she pulled off a great move in race two to get past him again. Uh, and then they came together, fortunately again on lap one. 
um, going through left fields. Edwards was on the outside. Neat was on the inside. Uh, they have a bit of contact going through the corner, which sends Edwards out very wide over the curb uh, on the exit of the field. Um, she's right over the curb. There's nowhere she can go. And then Neat comes across the front of her, sends himself into the wall, and uh, Edwards picks up, picks up a bit of damage and is dropped back down. Um, there was some people who were saying that there was a bit of contact on Neat by someone else, which caused the incident. I didn't see that uh, when I watched it. It may have been on onboard, you may have been able to see that, but certainly when I've seen it, I haven't seen any other contact. Um, and I think it's been a pretty poor two weeks for him. And then he, um, I think there's got to be some serious questions asked about his driving standards. Even if there was contact in this one, it wasn't his fault. Um, he's, he's caused contact in race one. And it's just generally driven really poorly. Over the past few weeks, you can't keep just hitting into people, um, and 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 ruin our people's weekends. Um, Edwards gave her a bit of it back on Twitter though, afterwards, and I think she was pretty impressive. She was um, on the pace, racing. It's just a shame that she was always racing and neat. But oh, uh, we'll leave him. Um, who knows how much longer he'll be on the grid? He's he's not quick. He's uh he's not racing well. It may be a financial thing that he's he's really there. Uh, he might be helping the motor base team. But he certainly he certainly hasn't impressed in the past few weeks. Huge crash from Butcher on lap six. Um going through maggots, he's side by side with Matt Neal and just they're side by side. Butcher's slightly ahead and it just seems coming out of the corner. He drifts into Neil. Which sends him round, sends him spinning backwards, smashes into the barrier. He actually knocks over a marshal's post, which I think the marshal took a bit of a knock from. Um, his car flips upside down, flips onto the track, and is an absolute wreck. Again, he's trying to get himself back in the championship. Um, unfortunate by contact. Um, you could lay the blame at Butcher's door. But they were side by side, and this and it just seemed like a slight drift over as they're coming out in the corner. Um, it brings out, I think, the red flag, um, even. And it's uh, it's a shame for him. I hope they can get that car rebuilt. It was absolutely wrecked. It was destroyed. Um, so I hope they've got a week and a half now from now to rebuild it, and I hope they they have got the time and the money to do it. Because Butcher's been driving well. It's a shame that he's. Uh, these weekend anything like this. Thankfully, he seemed okay though. Um, didn't seem to have any injuries. He was a bit angry and shaken up after that. But as far as I know, he's he's okay. So hopefully, he's back. Um, Sutton's on a flyer from the back of the pack. He gets himself up to ninth past Tuckington and restart. Uh, Colin didn't seem to really have any pace with the weight on in this race, which is a bit. Uh, Normally BMWs carry the weight pretty well, but um, this race he, he seemed to really struggle. Uh, he couldn't really make any progress forward. Uh, I think he even lost a few places off, off his start position. Um, there's only, I think, 12 laps after the red flag, so it's a bit of a sprint race this. Uh, there's lots of brilliant racing down the pack. A lot of position changes. Uh, all of them takes the lead. Um, 
Sutton takes fifth. Um, Oliphant then runs wide. Now it's Jackson through. Josh Cook uh, gets second. It's just positions all the time. There's a four-way battle for second, uh, which ultimately ends up with Oliphant, Morgan and Sutton. Back down the pack, it's just change, change, change the cars every side. You can tell it's a race free. Everyone's up for it. Everyone is desperate to get ahead. It's just it's brilliant, brilliant racing. And Ollie Jackson gets his first win. Um, Sutton takes second across the line with Oliphant third. Cam is fourth, tucking in tenth. So, poor race for Tuckington, always main championship rivals. Gained ground on him again, and Sutton is in the lead of the championship now. Sutton loses second place, so after the race, he was given a free tenth for a second penalty to drop him back often. Uh, apparently, I think there was contact between Oliphant and Sutton at one point. Um, so, the stewards have decided to reverse those positions. So, Oliphant P2, Sutton P3, Um which leaves the championship with Sutton on 237 points. Uh, he loses two points because of his relegation there. Um, turned in on 233, so he's only four points behind now. Um, Camish closed up, he's on 220. Ingram is on 195, and again, I think he'll just be regretting that, that move in race three. Um, if you've got himself a handful of points in this race. Um, he, he'd have been over the 200 mark and he, he really feel like he had a chance. I still don't think he's out of the championship. Um, and then the Toyota's looked really strong, um, especially weight on. So I don't think he's out of it, but I think he's it's getting close. Uh, you know, It's getting close to him being out. He's, uh, he's now 42 points behind Sutton. It's borderline. Uh, you really need our drivers to have bad luck now. Uh, just you having a good weekend isn't going to isn't going to close that gap under. You really need other people to have punctures and crashes. Uh, and Butcher is three points behind him, one nine two. Um, after his his bad luck in both race two and race three. So it's really we said a few weeks ago it was a two horse race. It's now a three horse race. Uh, Camish has closed up. Um, although they didn't win. And Thruxton, uh, a couple of podiums, uh, really pulls him up. And then this weekend, finishing ahead of Turkington. And race three, race two, he was just behind. And then in race one, he also won. So it's been a it's been a strong weekend for him. Um, and it really tightens it up nicely going into the last three meetings. Next one's in Croft. And uh, 10th, 11th of October. Um well, then we've got Snetterton before we finish off at uh, Brands Hatch at the end of the season. Um, the, the I'm, a bit, I'm a little bit uh, confused about the calendar. You know, uh, as I understand it, the final round's going to be at Brands Hatch Indy. Um, but just some pages of the BTCC website is, are saying that they're going to be doing the Grand Prix track again, which I don't think is right. I think it is going to be the Indy track. Uh, it's going to be a bit strange finishing with the Indy track. And uh, also the Grand Prix that we finished with, so it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a bit odd seeing that. <laughs> the Indy track's always fast and pretty exciting to watch, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. But before that, we've also got Croft and Snetterton, uh, two really good tracks, two real exciting tracks. Um, I'm really looking forward to to that, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Ingram and Butcher can close up, and we can get a five-way title race going out in the final rounds. But 
with only nine races left, I think that's going to be a bit difficult. But another brilliant weekend of race. Uh, there's no racing next weekend from either the Formula 1 or from the uh, British Touring Car Championship. And uh, the next race out for uh, for, uh, for Formula 1 is at the same weekend as Touring Cars. We're going to be in Germany for the Eiffel Grand Prix in an Uber Ring. So again, that's the 11th of October. 11th of October for uh, Snetterton. Or Croft, sorry, for the touring cars. Um, hopefully ITV stop playing about with the TV schedule. Uh, they keep moving the touring cars to ITV too because of, I don't know, bike racing or bowls or, I don't know, judo, God knows. Anyway, least, least exciting sports than this. Worst sports than this. They can go on ITV too and stop messing with my TV planner. Every week now I need to come down and check and hopefully... Hopefully they'll just stop moving it. Stop moving the touring cars. Start moving the other crappy sports that no one really cares about. Certainly I don't care about, so I don't want to see them. So, that'll do it for this week. Thank you very much for downloading. Um, Let me know if you have any feedback. Um, If I'm talking rubbish or not. Probably am. Might not be. Who knows. You let me know. uh, And let me know any feedback on the quality and things like that. I'm trying to improve the setup I've got here. So... Any feedback's appreciated and thank you again for downloading. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please share on social networks, Facebook, Twitter, uh, even Reddit, things, I don't know, Bebo, whatever's still going. If you could share it, if you enjoy it, that'd be great. Very much appreciated and we'll be back in a few weeks' time with both the Formula 1 from the Nurburgring and the Touring Car Championship from Croft. So we'll see you then.